This is Cowboy America. This is the Brutal Truth Broadcast. All right, so you guys like this David Data stuff. How could you not? The guy is uh, a living legend. I actually got to see him in person. I went to one of his events. It was one of his last and only events in Los Angeles several years ago. Went with a woman. And it was, he's just it. He is the real deal. He's done all the work. That's the, the kind of thing that we aspire to. Is if we meditate every day for 10 years or 20 years, some form of yoga or meditation every day for 10 or 20 years, it will show up. So it will show up with us when we show up and we're in a room. So someday when we're his age, and I think he wasn't, he probably wasn't that much older, maybe he's maybe 10 years, 10, 15 years older than I am. Um, and I saw him several years ago, so he's just a little bit older than I am now. You know, he just, you could just feel it. This is more about his vibe and what he put off. And this book nailed it. It nailed it 1,000%. It's as true as it was the first day I read it, even more true now. You know, it's helpful to have some life experiences around it so you can see where you fail, you can see where you succeeded. Um, and let's get, let's get to the chapters now. 31, her complaint is content-free. This is funny. I was having a conversation with my buddy here, my bro, and it's like, you know, what? The content of whatever they're saying is not it. They just don't feel. They're testing you. They don't feel. They don't feel good in the moment right now. And so whatever they're complaining about, you're not doing this. You're not doing that. Oftentimes it's it's really not about that. It's just you're not opening them in love. And so uh, that's a great one too. Because as men, you're like kind of like parsing the words and trying to figure out exactly what they mean, um, or you're taking their words directly, and that's not the case. So her complaint is content-free, 31. 32, she doesn't want to be your number one. Uh, she wants to be your number one person, but she doesn't want to be the most important thing in your life. That's your mission. That's your purpose. Hugely important. We've talked about that a lot here on this broad, on this podcast and broadcast is um, your purpose. If, if you don't have a purpose, if you don't have a mission, and that mission will change over your lifetime. You know what I'm doing right now uh, is actually what I've been doing for the past several years, but it's always going to have a new twist and a new flavor. I think I'd really like to focus on relationships right now. I just feel like I'm super interested in that, but that's that's within the context of meditation and how meditation and these type of philosophies and behavior modifications are crucial to establishing great relationships. And that's what I'm moving my, my practice towards. However, it's still always been about bringing meditation, um, the, the practice of being still and seeing things clearly and accepting things as they are and having that practice be an everyday practice and also having that practice be an everyday part of your life. That's been my mission for seven years to bring that to as many people as possible. And we're executing on that mission. And so that's a great thing where we feel super blessed and graced to know what our mission is and to have been executing on it for over seven years now or almost seven years. Exactly. I think, you know, we had, we had some classes, uh, over seven years ago, in meditation at Bhakti Yoga Shala, and then our first uh, over several years of classes at Brian Kess's Power Yoga was on the 4th of July. So I remember very clearly it was the 4th of July, it was 2013, so that's exactly seven years ago, 
and add a few months on top of that at Bhakti. You know, both of those studios no longer open. Well, the Power Yoga Studio, the East Studio is open and reopening soon. Bhakti Yoga Shala closed. Uh, my, just heartbreaking that that studio closed, but I'm sure that Govindas and Radha will figure it out and, and, and open something new soon. I can't wait to go. Your track record is meaningless, 33. You know, we always want to... Like the men, men are all about track record. Like, what have you, what have you done? What's your history? What, you know, if you're a man of integrity, you get like, you, you get to f up every once in a while. If you're 99 percent of the time a man of your word and on your path and on your mission and trustable, your your bros will let like one thing slip. Not too many things, but one little thing they'll let slip because they know that they've experienced your track record over your lifetime or over however long they've known you, and they know that you're you know you're going to step right back into it and we all we all swing and miss um that's part of life with women uh, they don't care about what you've done it's how you how do they feel in the moment that's it how do they feel right now how are you making them feel right now in this moment it's actually easier once you understand that it's super simple you have one job don't take anything personally don't take anything seriously it's to open them up in love and with humor 34, she wants to relax into your direction. If you don't have any direction, it's going to be very difficult for your woman to relax. And so that, that could be tactically in the moment, having direction. That can be your life purpose. I mean, you, ha- you have to have some sort of purpose. And if you don't have a purpose and you're younger, and I know what that's like, you're not sure what your purpose is, um, attack something. Go after something. Right? Get good at something. So we can look back at our life when we felt like we were really lost, but we were learning the trade, a very important trade of stock trading and stock brokering. And um, just we kind of wish that we knew that then. Like we, we knew that it was okay to just focus on that and go at that a thousand percent because we didn't know that. And so we were kind of half-assing it a lot of times. Like we, we, we would go hard at work and we would fly the flag and do the 12-hour days, but we just we couldn't commit to it because we knew it wasn't our life's purpose. So what I would say to myself or to any young people out there, maybe you've got like a cool tech job or, you know, but, you, but it's not really what you want to do. Just get after whatever it is your job. Do your job to the best of your ability and just focus singular singular minded on that as if act as if that's your life purpose because it is right now. Because the thing about having your life purpose is, is like once you've done that once in one way it ports over. So you're able so like w- when we decide that our our meditation teaching run is over and it will be at some point. You know, maybe it will be soon. Probably maybe 10, 10 years, we're, we're, we're going on our eighth year, so maybe in a few years we'll want to do something else, and, and, but we'll have this body of work that we've created that we've really attacked something for 10 years, and we'll, whatever the next thing that we decide to attack, we'll have that intensity where we might not have had that previously because we didn't understand that how you do one thing is how you do everything. So find something and commit to it. You can always change it, but just go. Whatever you're doing, do it at 1,000%. Uh, 35 men are always searching for freedom and release. That's just the way it is. So to the extent that you can relax into that search, that you can 
not have it be all about your release, your orgasm, the end, completion, oblivion, to the extent that you can sit comfortably on the way and relax into the present moment. Sounds cliche, but relax into your mission. You know, that's, that's the big instruction that I got from, from my second reading of this book. It, it wasn't anything specific about my current relationship situation. It was just relax into the present moment. From there, all things will happen. I mean, that's not what it said, but that's what I took. And, uh, you know, I'm sitting here right now. Um, you know, like I mentioned, I used to do these podcasts and be pacing around like a maniac. That mania has kind of gone. It's good. It's, it's better. So I'm sitting here cross-legged just reading these notes and doing this podcast. 36. Own your dark, savage desires. Again, I'm uh, paraphrasing some of these and putting in some of my own words. So again, you've got to read this book. But this will be a good supplement to the book. You read the book and you read it over and over again. I've read it twice since I've, I've gotten back to L.A. And that's very mindful, slow, intentional reading. I've read it twice. I'm going to read it a third time uh, this weekend. I'm going to Ohio. I'm going to read it over this weekend. And then I'll put it down for a while. Um, but read this book over and over. Own your dark, savage desires. Just, like, get dark. It's okay to get dark. It's okay to feel the violence in you as a man. It's okay to feel the, the, the sexual impulse in you as a man and to like and to like just feel it and go there women want you to kind of go there but keep them safe you know you're not acting on these violent things you're not acting on all your darkest deepest desires um because women have them too women have a dark dark desire desires too they have all these fantasies that they're actually they're never going to act on but it's okay to have those fantasies and it's okay for you to have those fantasies too but you don't want to spend a lot of time in fantasy and if you breathe deeply throughout the day, you won't. If you breathe deeply throughout the day, you're, gonna, you're just not going to have to release in every sense of the word, and you're not going to be lost in your head all day. Breathe deeply. 37, she wants a killer. You've got to be dangerous. You've got to be willing to be... Well, here's what she wants. She doesn't ever want you to kill anybody. She doesn't ever want you to hurt anybody. She wants to know, though, that if she's ever in danger or if she was put in danger by someone or if someone hurt her, that you will enact vengeance. And especially if they hurt her or her children or your children, that you are capable of protecting them and, if need be, acting very violently and killing somebody or multiple people for her, for the village, for the children. You have to have that in you. If you don't have that in you, find it because it's in everybody. If you made it this far through the evolutionary race, it's in your blood somewhere. Someone in your, someone probably in your recent <laughs> lineage has killed somebody. It's just the way it was. We were violent people. We've always been violent. Own it. 38. My consciousness needs to match her energy. She's energy, your consciousness. She will bring as much energy as you can handle. And she will bring as much energy as you can handle. That's where you're tested. So your level of consciousness must actually, in, I, I believe, must be bigger than whatever she can bring. If your level of consciousness, and it won't always, you're not always going to win, but if you can come at this from a bigger place and understand that it's all testing, it's all this game, 
it's fun, and take delight in it, you'll have great success. 39, the feminine is abundant. I love this one too. So it's just like I'm sitting out here in the backyard, all these trees. Los Angeles is just beautiful. There's nothing like it. There's nothing like Los Angeles, even in the valley especially, as Bay has pointed out to me, the valley at at night, there's nothing like it because it's just so darn hot during the day. And you you get to jump in the pool four or five times to cool off. And then at night, it's like, like it was so hot today. I'm like 90 degrees today, every day. So hot driving around in the convertible. And then like right now in the shade and in an hour from now, I could get into a sweatshirt and, and sweatpants and be like totally comfortable. And at this party we were at on Saturday, I mean, that was the, the vibe. And it was so amazing to have, to have like pants and a sweatshirt in the car that I could just put on after being in the pool all day. And it was just so comfortable and cool and sexy. And there's nothing like the nights in Los Angeles and it's also filled and so that feeling right that feeling of coolness and hotness and the trees and all the foliage and all the flowers and the plants and the animals and the birds that's all the feminine all of nature is the feminine and so once you realize that the feminine is all around you all the time you'll never feel scarce about it you can just kind of breathe in the trees you can breathe in all these leaves and all these trees around you and it's it's abundant and, and you're just not going to feel, you're going to be able to feel feminine energy just from nature. And then, of course, you can just walk around Los Angeles, walk around L.A., and then the women are really like unlike any place in the world. Um, so the feminine is abundant. 40. Allow older women their magic. Love this one. Love this one. I, when I was, probably from the time I was 20 till... 30, early 30s, I was always going to date older women. In fact, one of the best relationships I've ever had was with older women. They absolutely do have their magic. If they've figured out a way to preserve their light, they just have the life experience. And there's, there's actually, there's actually, you might think there's more baggage. Well, some of them, of course, there's going to be more baggage. But with, with the ones that I've been fortunate enough to, to be with, it's like they've actually worked through a lot of the baggage right that that a younger woman comes with you know it's like a 20 30 year old woman is coming like with generally speaking without having done any work on themselves so they're coming fully traumatized from their childhoods and they're just starting the work and it's a lot of work for them right it's the beginning they're on the beginning of their path but if you can find a woman in her 40s or 50s she she, she who has potentially been working on herself and working on her traumas for 10 20 years it's like she's going to be pretty pretty high level and she's going to teach you some things. You have to be open to hear it, though. You have to be open to, to take the learning. You know, that was, you know, one of my big challenges throughout to this day is like I'm just, I'm, I'm just recently being able to receive some things that I was, my ego was too big to hear. That's 40. Um, we'll, we'll shut it down for the chapters tonight, but I want to cover some things about the carnivore way of eating. Um, so I was telling Bay that as I was kind of like going through the muck of it, through that like very difficult month, you know, like looking at it objectively, it was like two months that were super, super challenging, but like the real down and dirty part of it was probably 40 days, 40 nights is like the longest kind of period of distress that I've ever had, um, ever, uh, that I can, that I, you know, since like 
since I got out of my 20s and, you know, stopped drinking and partying and stuff like that, of course, those withdrawals and those, those times are, are, are different type of distress. But as an adult, as a kind of like person that's been doing some work, that was definitely the longest period, most difficult period is, is working through a couple of, of these big childhood traumas. And what I said was, you know, the carnivore diet didn't help, didn't help. And it, it like, it did, it did, but I was making a joke because I used to, you know, be 10 out of 10 and say how it fixes up 90% of your problems. But here's the thing. You don't want it to really help. You need to feel some stuff here. And so, um, you will because these old traumas and pains they're so deep in your subconscious they're so deep in the in the subtle body of your of your energy field that like it's like below below your body of like your of how you're nourishing your body now i will say this i did learn and i've learned over the past um couple of months including as this week is that I am transitioning now within the carnivore way of eating from uh, I'm transitioning in a lot of ways and my body is now I'm 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 from a from I'm, I'm moving towards really good aesthetics now where I didn't really care about that before uh, because it just was all about the way I felt and what I've noticed is and it really didn't even matter at all until month 18, I'd say, where quality started to matter. And so I remember, it, I remember back, back when I first started, it was like, you know, people were like, don't worry about grass-fed, don't worry about any of that stuff. And it's true because in the beginning, just, it's just about getting that sugar out of your body. And it's just the relief of detoxifying any form of sugar, any form of carbohydrate, and you feel euphoric. What I noticed on this trip as I traveled, though, and as you know, in the last few three months, four or five months, is that the difference between me having a high quality piece of meat versus like some hamburger meat from a fast food place, huge, huge difference. Um, so it got to be if I had the, if I had like a you know hamburger patty, some Wendy's, I would feel neutral again. But if I had a, a steak at like that nice steakhouse I kept going to, I'd feel amazing. And that's, and that's, just, and that's just the way it is. So it doesn't have to be grass-fed, but I am like thriving now and I'm doing an experiment right now on only whole foods because they have great pasture-raised steaks. I don't know if it's grass-fed or not. It doesn't matter. It's just, it's just high-quality steak and beef liver, salt, and water. And that's all I've, I'm, I'm going to, that's all I eaten today. And I've, you know, I've, I've been having like a lot of cheese, a lot of salmon, a lot of um, eggs. And I'm just like cutting all that out and, and going high quality only those four foods, steak, salt, beef liver, water. And I have a little bit of Stumptown coffee in the morning. So five foods, that's it. And I feel amazing. And this is the best I felt in a, in a long time uh, today during the day. I'm also learning that I have to, um, I've got to eat much earlier than I have in the past. And I'm finally getting to the point where my appetite is much smaller than it was. It, this has almost been two years now 
we're, we're getting real close to the two-year mark. It's like September, mid-September, uh, so you know, 20 months or so plus, and I'm finally getting to the point where my appetite is is now, you know, a couple of pounds of food um, a day, down from like four pounds. Like it's like half. So also, what I'm noticing is I, I used to have one big meal. I can't do that anymore. I get full very quickly, um, which means to me. And from other carnivores, I've heard that my body finally trusts me. It's like, okay, you're good. You don't have to eat, you know, a half pound of beef liver or and, and like two pounds of ribeye in one sitting, and then eat again because you you know you you're, you've got you've gotten enough. You don't have to store any of that. And then I'm eating less, and then I'm I'm wasting less food, so there's less waste going through my body. So I guess the, the update on the carnivore way of eating, it's as good as it's ever been, but I'm really, really moving, and I'm really about the quality. I think for you, most of the people that are doing this have been doing it um, you know, much, a much shorter period than I have. I think as you approach the year to, to a year and a half mark, at least for me, uh, is when quality will start to matter, and it just doesn't matter. At this point, I'm, I'm okay with spending $60 a day on food. I know that sounds insane. Um, but it, it is so worth it to me um, to feel 10 out of 10 like I have been today, mostly all day, even dealing with kind of this, this, these old traumas that still come up and still arise. But every time I modify a behavior, it gets easier, and every day it gets easier. And there's a big milestone I made last night. It's a personal one. I'm not going to kind of announce it, but something that I decided upon um, and it stuck with me. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure about it last night, but I wrote it down. And then today I agree with it 24 hours later. So I think it's going to stick. But we'll talk about that one later. Uh, for now, we're super excited about this book. We're super excited in the direction we want to take our, our mission and our life. And we're so happy that you're here with us. We hope you're enjoying these podcasts. This is Cowboy America. This is the brutal truth. This is the way the superior man book report talk to you uh it's thursday we're going away for the weekend so we'll probably talk to you on monday have a great weekend out